This is Fresh Matters, and I am Papa Kwesi Endong. The President of Ghana, Nana Adodankwa Akufuado, has told the entire world, the whole world, and I want to quote him, that we want to build a Ghana beyond aid, a Ghana which looks to the use of its own resources. And so the phrase, Ghana Beyond Aid, has come to stand for an initiative, an initiative for the development of national resources aimed, aimed at taking citizens out of poverty and delivering prosperity. To the people. Well, this vision, we all know, many of us know, has not only been articulated by the president, but he has argued vigorously for it. It doesn't mean Ghana is not going to accept any aid or take any grants or loans. But he, he has said that this, this, this is something that must compel the people of Ghana to take the country out of having to always be looking to somebody else, some other country, some other nation, to come and give its money to Ghana in order for Ghana to develop. But even worse, it is, it is aimed at a worse situation, a worse situation where we need money from other people so we can finance our elections, so that we can pay our people so that we can balance our budget, so that we can invest in infrastructure, and so on and so forth. My point is that when this vision was articulated, it raised the hopes of many people, not just Ghanaians, not just citizens, but it made an impact, especially with those in the developing or the developed world, the Western people, the Western governments who have been financing many, many things in Ghana and who have been called upon time and time and again to bail the country out, to give, its, to give the country loans and grants 
including the HIPIC initiative, where virtually all of Ghana's debts were wiped off, forgiven, forgiven. And of course, we have built it back up. Governments since Kufour have built it back up. My point also is that Ghanaians have heard a number of visions, bold statements. They have heard, you know, the phrase said over and over and over again that the private sector is the engine of growth. And many people have responded by saying, well, we haven't been able to put fuel in the engine. So the engine has sat and not gone anywhere, not developed, not done what, what has been expected of it. We heard during the Kufour administration, we heard about zero tolerance for corruption. And in prior years, with the Rawlins administrations, we had heard about probity, accountability, and transparency. And yet, Ghanaians still cry about corruption and believe that it is corruption in government circles that is preventing them from aspiring to and reaching a high level of prosperity or even escaping from poverty. Many private sector people, many, many of them, have talked about Ghana First initiatives. And yet, nobody's come up with a plausible agenda and the will to make this work. It was the late General I.K. Achampong who championed the Ghanaian ownership of the commanding heights of the economy, as he put it. And this spawned many concrete actions that are still, still developing and providing benefits benefits and dividends to the citizens of Ghana and to government itself. I.K. Achampong acquired stakes in many, many enterprises. He is also the one who I guess I would say he he he's the one who who put meaning and action into the concept operation feed yourself whether he initiated it or some other administration initiated it the fact of the matter is that he put it to work he walked that talk he he was a doer as far as operation feed yourself is concerned, and it brought benefits.
So I am saying to the present administration, and today I wrote a letter that I made public. I wrote that letter to the president, Nana Akufuado, to say, well, you've articulated a vision. I believe in that vision. I support that vision without reservations. Ghana Beyond Aid is something positive, something good to aspire to. However, it has been met with silence recently. I don't hear anything. I don't see anything. I'm not aware of anything concrete that is being done to bring reality to this positive and plausible vision. And so here are my recommendations to give it a push, to make it move, to put fuel in that engine. And I'm willing, I'll be available to talk some more about it, to explain what I mean, and to discuss whatever it is that anybody wants to discuss about this important vision and my recommendations on how to jumpstart it. So for me, number one, we must be, be, be cognizant of the need for citizens, Ghanaian citizens and their companies to be on top of, not subservient in any way, but on top of certain sectors of the economy. Number one, the financial sector. The financial sector, no country in the world has been able to accelerate its development or even get out of trouble by relying on foreign actors, actresses, players in the financial sector. During the Great Depression in America, it was JP Morgan, an American, who made sure and assisted in, in helping, helping the government of the United States to fund projects to get out of the depression. You go to France, it's French, French financial institutions. It is British financial institutions in the UK. It is Japanese financial institutions in Japan. It is American financial institutions in the United States. It is Chinese financial institutions. These are the ones that are making it happen at home. And why do we think that foreign, foreign owners can, can acquire and assume the commanding heights of the financial sector and lead 
the Ghanaian economy to prosperity. Why do we think that? Why do we act as if that is possible? I don't know why. So the financial sector must come home. The technology sector, if we're talking about digitalization or whatever else, technology must come home. Industrialization must come home. Education must come home. That's why I support free SHS, but I support more than that. I support free education from kindergarten all the way to the end of senior high school. And of course, free SHS doesn't have to mean uh, giving everybody boarding facilities. But everybody must be provided an opportunity to walk, ride, go to school all the way to the end of senior high school. So my recommendations are this. Infrastructure development is important. Financing infrastructure development is important. But doing it and who does it is even more important. And so I am suggesting to the president that all infrastructure projects signed by the state must have a minimum 25% of value go to an indigenous Ghanaian and his or her enterprise. So if we're doing major infrastructure works, and we can't find a, a, a citizen to take the lead. Let's give that citizen 25% of the value so they can finance themselves, so they can learn, they can gain experience, and next time do 100% of the project. Number two, cocoa roads are funded by proceeds from the cocoa that is grown in Ghana by our cocoa farmers. So if we're going to construct roads leading to these farms and out of these farms to the markets, my clear suggestion is that all cocoa roads and projects funded by Cocoa Board must be given to indigenous Ghanaians and, and their companies. Yes, we produce a lot of cocoa. Pineapples and so on and so forth. I am saying that we must ban completely, 100%, completely the importation of chocolate soft drinks, fruit juices, fruits, poultry, and meats. If you take Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola is produced in Ghana, and yet we import Coca-Cola into the country. We have Ghanaians who know how to produce chocolate, but they are having difficulties 
having difficulties producing in bulk, having economies of scale, in part because we're importing chocolate of all types from other countries. We, we who produce the cocoa. Doesn't make any sense. If we want to industrialize, this is one area where we have abundant raw materials. Cocoa, fruits, and others. So let's ban them. The president should come clear and tell all of us, you want to eat meat? Eat meat produced in Ghana. You want to eat chicken? Let it come from Ghana. You want to drink Coke? Drink the Coke produced in Ghana. And we will see the enterprise that develops in all these areas. Let's ban the importation of rice and sugar. This has been discussed over and over and over again. If we want to eat rice, I know something about producing rice. I know it can be done, but we need to provide the market. Let's ban the importation of rice and sugar. Immediately, immediately, one thing the president can do is to say, from today going, nothing, nothing must touch anybody's lips or go into their bodies, food or drink. that is imported at any state function or any state-sponsored event. Nothing. Everything consumed at a state function or state event. Food and drink must be produced in Ghana. And we have a perfect opportunity with a school feeding program here we are, we are attempting to feed thousands and thousands of young people, boys and girls, all over the country. Why don't we use that to even show them, our children and our grandchildren, that we are capable of growing the food and producing the drinks. So if we're gonna give them an egg, let it be an egg that is produced in Ghana. If they're going to drink anything, fruit juice, let it be one produced in the district or in the region. If we're going to give them food of any type, let it come from our farmers. Nothing imported should get into the, 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 the school feeding program. And... The financial sector, the financial sector, we must take firm steps. And this president, Nana Adodankwa Akufuado, he knows this. And I believe he supports this. So it shouldn't be difficult for him to launch a program to ensure indigenous control, and I mean ownership. If you don't have shares, you're not 
you're not there. You're not controlling anything. Indigenous Ghanaian control of the financial sector, banking, insurance, pension, investment, all of them, at all levels, at all levels. You can't go and start a bank in Ethiopia if you're a foreigner. You can't do that. You can't do that. It is important the financial sector is controlled so that when we have difficulties, Ghanaian people will support their government, their country to come out of financial difficulties. It is indigenous Ghanaian players in the financial sector who will finance the micro, small, medium enterprises all over the country to develop, grow, and become big. That's a fact. All professional service agreements, whether it's for architects, technology, legal, financial, of any type, all of them, must have at least 25% indigenous Ghanaian participation. And yes, gold, bauxite, oil and gas, diamond, timber, concessions of all types, most of them have little to no Ghanaian participation except for the carried value of 10% or so. I am saying that when any of those concessions come for renewal, that we must flip, we must flip the experience. It must be majority Ghanaian controlled or a minimum of 25% indigenous Ghanaian ownership. Oil and gas, timber, gold, diamond, Bauxite, and now we have some other ones coming. We have some other ones coming. What good is it that we have these natural gifts and yet we give them away? My suggestion to the president is that if we're not going to control these things, they must stay in the ground. They must sit there and wait for us to develop the, the capacity, financial, technical, to do these things, generate value ourselves. And yesterday we talk about digitalization. Well, that agenda cannot be placed in the hands of anybody other than an indigenous Ghanaian person or company company. The digital world, the, the related technology, these are the things that are ruling the world and are going to rule the world some more. So why place such valuable assets in the hands of people you don't really know? And especially when 
our own people are capable and have proven themselves capable of providing the solutions that's needed. And then let me talk about something that, that I, I just find strange when it comes to soccer or football. We go to Europe, to America, to the UK, everywhere to look for Ghanaians, even Ghanaians born in Germany, born in France, born in Sweden, born elsewhere, but have Ghanaian parentage. And we make them switch nationality so they can play for Ghana. And yet we have hundreds of thousands of Ghanaian professionals, Ghanaian people, born in Ghana. Some of them born outside of Ghana to Ghanaian parents. And we've classified all of them as foreigners. They have gotten valuable experience, expertise, education, practical know-how but we've shut them out and said, no, you can't come here and vote. No, you can't come here and, 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 and contest for election. We've even put somebody in jail for that. And we're still shutting them out. And we say, no, you can't get a, 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 a job that has security implications in Ghana. What are we doing to ourselves? What are we doing to ourselves when other countries are benefiting from the ingenuity, the experience, and the talent of Ghanaians? If we want to be a Ghana beyond aid, bring them back home, remove the barriers, let them be able to compete for jobs at all levels, let them contest for elections at all levels. And, and let's welcome them. Let's welcome them back so they can put what they have learned, what they have earned financially, what they have acquired, put all of that to use in the country we call Ghana. And we shall see the huge benefits that will come because we allow our own to come back, to come back and create value right here in Ghana. So will this create problems? Absolutely, because we're breaking the mold. We're breaking the mold. We're bringing change. We're going to cause disruption, not just of Ghanaian life, but of foreign life. Those in America, in Europe, in Britain, and so on and so forth, who are used to depending on us, taking advantage of us, they will say, ah, these people have finally become awake. And they will not like it. 
So they will say, no, you can't do this. No, you shouldn't do this. No, this is wrong. But I'm telling you, this is right. Let's do for ourselves. Let's depend on ourselves. Let's be active about this. Let's not bring political characterization or division into this one at all, or ethnic or religious. This is Ghanaian. It's a Ghanaian agenda. Ghana Beyond Aid will, will, it will support and, and benefit all of us. You want to industrialize? Support your own. Create a market at home for your citizens. That's what I'm talking about. And I believe that it will work. It will hurt initially, of course. It will create problems, of course. But eventually, this is a solution that we need. Let's walk the talk. Let's stop the talking. Let's stop the hesitation. Let's act. Let's do. Let's become doers. Doers for a change and not talkers. Ghana Beyond Aid can happen. I believe it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fresh Matters. You can listen to all the other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. God bless you. <laughs>